0: You are listening to Messy in the Middle, the show here to help you navigate the messy blend that is life and business today. I'm your host, Haley Johnson, and my guests and I are here to dish out all the hot takes, big wins, and seriously messy moments that come with being an entrepreneur. So grab another cup of coffee, you know you want to, and let's get into it. Hello, hello. It is just me again today. I'm trying to catch up from the episode we missed a couple of weeks ago, so I believe you will get two from us this week. Today, we are going to be going behind the scenes of a website copy refresh, talking about how I'm approaching the copy refresh for Propagy as we prepare for kind of an overall brand and website sprucing up for the new year and exploring some of the differences between a copy refresh and starting from scratch with a website rewrite. So let's get started by getting into some definitions. What is a copy refresh? Every copywriter will have their own definition of a copy refresh and a line that they might draw when it comes to a refresh versus a rewrite, how much new copy there is, etc. But I look at a copy refresh as a website, sales page, or piece of collateral that has most of the pieces that it needs to be a complete deliverable, but there are some changes that need to be made in order to align with the goals and objectives of the website, the business, or the campaign. So with a refresh, there may need to be a new section added, some information updated, or some existing content shuffled around, but there's never that moment of staring at a blank Google Doc with a blinking cursor starting completely from scratch. A new page or a from scratch website, on the other hand, is exactly that. There may be existing content or taglines that will carry over from other content or a pre existing site, but for the most part, everything in a from scratch website is brand new. A lot of times there's also market research, customer interviews, new messaging, a lot of background work going into a brand new from scratch website where a website refresh kind of takes all of that existing content and just makes little tweaks. So when it comes to the Propagy refresh, I know that I'm not really interested in starting from scratch first i don't dislike the copy on our current site i think that it shows our personality and it converts pretty well but as the goals and objectives of our company change i know that our current copy will slowly stop serving us as well as it does now and i want to get ahead of that change second i don't have the time energy or desire to go ahead with a complete from scratch rewrite. I have some client feedback, but I don't feel the need to dive into a full round of market research. I have a few tweaks to make to our messaging, but I'm generally happy with the foundation of it and the way that we represent our mission, vision, and values throughout our site. Could I start from scratch and do a great job? Absolutely. But I don't think it's the best use of my time, energy, or resources at this moment. So I'm skipping a rewrite in favor of a refresh. And I think that this is a valid option for any service provider who knows that their website needs something else, but doesn't want to, doesn't have the money to, or doesn't have the energy to start over. So where do we begin with a refresh? If not a blank Google Doc with a blinking cursor staring back at us, what does the process start with? It starts with a review of our goals. Without looking at the current site, what do we want our new site to accomplish? Where do we want to drive traffic? How do we want people to feel when they visit our homepage or learn about our offers? And don't worry, I'm not going to leave you hanging. We are going to get through the questions and answers as they pertain to the Propagy site on this episode. But if you're listening before the end of October, you are going to have to wait until then to see the changes live on the site. So what do we want our site to accomplish? We want people to get excited about LinkedIn and choose to work with us to find confidence, clarity, and success on the platform. Where do we want to drive traffic? We have three to four different calls to action that we will use throughout the site. First, we have our quiz. We want people to take the quiz to opt into our email list and find their lead gen archetype. Not only will getting people on our email list help us serve them more intimately and consistently over time, Helping them uncover their lead gen archetype will support them in making decisions about where they want to focus their time and energy on LinkedIn. After the quiz, we have Thought Leaders Collective. This is our weekly content membership that helps our members consistently create engaging thought leadership content on LinkedIn. It's $27 a month and you can cancel any time, so it's an easy entry point into working with us But more important than that, it's an easy entry point to getting comfortable on LinkedIn. And that is our main goal for anyone who visits our website. Whether they work with us or not, we want to see them show up enthusiastically on LinkedIn if that is what they want to do. The next two calls to action will be used less frequently, but are still paths that users can take on the site. And they will be to visit the shop or apply for a LinkedIn intensive. The shop will consist of the bite-sized courses and trainings that I talked about in the last episode, and the LinkedIn intensive is our higher ticket done done-with-you strategy intensive. So that is the first step to a refresh. We know we want visitors to feel supported and confident learning from us how they can show up on LinkedIn, and we want to direct them to a number of different ways to choose to get support from Propagy either through self-paced education or a done with you service. Next, what we do is take a look at the sitemap. We start with our current sitemap and look at all of the pages and pathways of the site and decide what, if anything, can be or should be removed. In this case, we can remove a lot because we are sunsetting Level Up with LinkedIn Lead Gen. So, any pages promoting Level Up, Level Up Live, any sections promoting the webinar that is the beginning of our funnel for level up and any content that refers to our signature program can be removed or flagged for editing. I would choose to remove something if it's directly talking about level up or a deliverable and I would maybe flag it for editing if it is talking more about the transformation or the benefits of using LinkedIn to grow your business through the lens of Level Up, because then we can maybe take some of that content and apply it other places on the site. Then we look at our goals and we ask, what needs to be added to the sitemap in order to support those goals? Our current site mentions the lead gen archetype quiz, but it isn't as prominently featured as I would like, so I'll note places to add a quiz CTA. We also don't have any mention of the shop on the current site because it doesn't exist yet. So I know where we need to add that content and where we'll need to add extra pages. This is one of those places where a website refresh versus a website redesign, depending on what pages you're adding, it might be a little bit different. But because the shop is going to be just like an aggregate of all of the like kind of check out links and course descriptions. If I was doing this for a client, I would still consider this a refresh, but if it was like a brand new sales page for a brand new service, that would be kind of towing or blurring the line between a refresh and some new content. The last objective for this site is more about the tone of our copy. So this won't impact the site map, but it will play a role in the next stage, which is a copy audit. Fortunately, I have the Google Doc from the last time I wrote the property website copy. So for this step, all I need to do is copy the document and begin my audit. After highlighting the pages and sections we decided to remove from the sitemap and noting where any new copy or sections need to be added, I'll go through the copy page by page, line by line, and I'll ask the following questions. First. Does this copy support the reader in their LinkedIn journey? If not, how can I make it more supportive? Second, does this copy make assumptions about the reader's desires, struggles, or attitudes towards LinkedIn or their business? If so, how can I make it less presumptuous and more relatable? These two sets of questions tie together because we really want our copy to be guiding the reader towards a decision while still giving them the freedom to make that decision themselves. We don't want to say, you feel this way, so this is the way you need to solve your problem. We want to propose hypotheticals, suggest situations, and say this might be a solution to your problem so that the person is able to think critically and decide on their own if moving forward and working with us is a right decision. Tying in with that, we have the question of, does this copy push on pain points, lay on unnecessary persuasion, or in any way pressure or guilt the reader into making an uninformed decision? If so, how can I change that? Things like Hiding prices until you've sold, 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 sold so heavily that the person feels like this is the only solution to their problem. Making people feel like shit for the way that they feel about their business or their relationship with LinkedIn or whatever services that you're providing. And making people feel like if they don't take this leap, if they don't make this decision, that they're not serious about their business they're not all in they're not committed these are the attitudes copy pieces and just ideals that we want to avoid in our website copy because they don't feel good to me and i don't think that they really feel good to anybody and then finally does this copy guide my reader towards one of the four ctas i outlined in my original project plan does every piece of copy have a purpose or is there any fluff that we can take out or transform to make it more intentional? After asking all of these questions for like every single line, (laughs) I have one very heavily marked up document, but most of the hard work is done at this point. Instead of staring at a blank page, I now have many very full pages with starter content and specific direction for how to make each line or section sound the way it needs to, in order to support the goals of my site. If this were a client site, this is where I might vary my approach, depending on what needs to be changed and how, what feedback I need from the client, etc. But since this is my own site and I'm very familiar with the content and I am technically the client, I just start at the top and work my way down. A lot of pieces of copy will remain untouched, but there will also be many headings, subheadings, and calls to action that I will tweak to support the new goals and messaging. So once I'm done with that, if it was a client site, I would submit it to the client for their review and feedback. We would collaborate, make any changes, and then we would send it over to the designer for implementation. But because this is my site, once I finish, done I'll send it over to my designer for our refresh day which will be like I said at the end of October. She'll just pop it on the site and we'll be good to go. So a refresh is a great way to give your site copy a fresh feel without waiting weeks or even months to start from scratch. The refresh that I outlined for you here today takes just one week from start to finish and it's not even like the full week that it really takes. It's bits and pieces every day. Keep your eyes peeled for the live version to pop up on thepropagy.com in late October when our site gets its makeover. And until then, come hang out with me on LinkedIn or check out haleyejohnson.com to learn how you can work with me and get yourself a copy refresh in time for the holiday season. Thank you for listening. This has been Messy in the Middle. Hey there, thanks for listening all the way to the end. Or more likely, thanks for leaving your phone just far enough away that you can't get to it in time to skip past this part. If you like what you heard, don't forget to rate and leave a review. And shout out to my guests for joining me, my dog for not barking, my editor Chrissy for doing her thing, and my friend Devin for letting me use his music. You can check out all of the links for the podcast, anything mentioned in today's episode, and the amazing people who helped me put on the show in the show notes. Bye.